You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to The Noble and Bruce Show, brought to you by Ball is Life and Dash Radio. Well, well, well. Welcome back. Welcome. To yet another episode of The Noble and Bruce Show, hosted by Ball is Life. I am none other than the Mastodon himself, Bruce Williams, your host, with my co-host, Zach Noble. Zach, how you doing? Dude. Surviving blizzards left and right, enjoying this break. Happy to be back behind the the mic. Good to see you. It's been too long since I've seen that furry beard. <laughs> yeah, likewise, it's been a minute. Um, got off to a slow start in 2022 by design, of course. Um, but I think we're going to be coming back pretty heavy. So remain on the lookout. Um, a lot's happened in the NBA since since the last episode we did. I don't even remember what was the last episode we did. Dude, we're so we're so back, but uh, I'm pumped. 2022, we're gonna finish strong here. Was it Vooch? It was Vooch. It was Vooch, and then Dan Greenberg. Ah, there you go, Dan. Forgot about Dan. That was our last one about a week and a half ago. We're not too far back. Shout out to the Celtics. They are also uh, on a roll. But look, man, let's just cut the BS. Let's talk about um, All Star Weekend. We'll start off with All-Star Weekend. I want to keep it brief because I don't think I have anything extra to add to All-Star Weekend that hasn't really already been said. Um, All-Star Weekend, I think NBA All-Star Weekend, at least this time, was a disaster. Some quick comments. Uh, the events are mostly boring. I'd love to see some, some of the old classic. Maybe find a way to integrate the big three idea into All-Star Weekend. That would be entertaining if you get the right names. I think it's also notable to say that the NBA celebrity association is pretty, pretty fucking weak. Um, they're out there with like Kane Brown and I don't, I don't even know it. I don't know half the people in the all-star celebrity game. The celebrity um, game has been bad for a minute, but yeah, but I mean, in the NFL Super Bowl, you got the rock, you know, doing his intro. Like it just feels bigger. Um, and, and I don't know the celebrity team. They, they celebrity couldn't even get Logan Paul from Cleveland. Like what the heck? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I'm not, not saying I wanted Logan Paul, but Machine Gun Kelly, who is terrible. I I did suffer through all of it. I watched every I, minute. I was of, watching, thinking like they could just snag some people up from NBA Twitter, and this would be way more entertaining. Um, so all that was weak. A uh, three point contest was my favorite part of the weekend. I thought that was fun. Shout out to Cat. Shout out to you and the T Wolves doing something notable huge. for a change. It was epic. 
And I love the fact that he doesn't jump and he's just got that little like hitch in his form and he won it very unorthodox for someone like that to win. Obviously seven footer pretty cool to see. And they were on fire. It's like their scores weren't bogus scores. He had 29. I think Kennard had like 26, the first round 28 or 20 something, you know, yeah. they were on fire. So that was cool to see as well. Um, Fred is the only one that threw up a dud at 16. I mean, cat, I had him at plus 1200 odds. So that was fun. Made a little bit of money. Wish so I would have make anywhere from what was it, eight to twenty-four? So you say that, yeah, eight to twenty-four. The, no I, way. Believe me or not, man, I went. I went to the gym the very next day. It was unprecedented by me. I will say that, but I played three games of twenty-one, and I I made eight in a row, one of them, and uh, I mean I made like six or seven another run. I ran these dudes pretty quickly. Look, I don't doubt that. I'm not saying, you know, I, I believe you can make, I'd, I'd have to see eight threes in a game from you in a row. In a Bro, game. you're too focused on the 24. That's the thing. I threw out eight that for a reason. Right. I'm just saying um, there's a difference between that and doing it like, you know, shot after shot after shot, picking it up from a rack mechanics wise. And you have to do it in the time limit. So I don't know how quick your release is, but uh, and then, you know, three point contest was cool. And then dunk dunk contest was uh, an just an abomination, an embarrassment. Uh, Jalen Green, unfortunately, headlined that embarrassment. So there you go. Shout out to the Rockets. But it, it was an awful <laughs> event. I mean, that was a colossal. Terrible. Obi Toppin's winning dunk off the backboard is one of the stupidest dunks I've ever seen. Um, He's not getting enough credit. Obi had a couple nice ones. And the, the crowd, I think the crowd was a big detriment to the whole show. I mean, it's they're making these tickets like to way too expensive. It takes, the juice, it takes the juice out of the crowd when, when these guys are missing dunks. Obi Toppin had a good, one of his first round dunks was really good. Uh, pretty underrated. The, the, Behind the back? Yeah, the dude he jumped over. So that was a good dunk. Uh, everything else was, tra- that one and Jalen's second dunk were actually pretty good. Everything else was just like, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. All-Star needs a revamp, but I don't really want to get into the ideas about why. I just want to see something different. I did not like that All-Star weekend. I also don't give a, give a damn about these guys dropping 160, that is just a ridiculous amount of points, you know? Give me Dude, like that's a low number. That's a low number. They've like been dropping 240, man. Give me a competitive game like 120 to 115. <laughs> Come on. I mean, you know, second half, like play some real bit. Like, I'm not expecting guys to maybe, you know, try to hurt themselves, but at least play some competitive basketball. Just like having like a glorified, like, you know, shoot around session is that's not fun either. All right. So you're, you're all over the place here. I mean, I get it. I respect that you didn't watch most of it. And I mean, it, like you don't care that much. So like, you can't be that critical of it. Me, fuck, no, fuck that. I can be that. That's why I didn't watch it. I would turn it on and say, this sucks. Peace. So <laughs> you know, I'll come back when it's something I want to watch. When's the last time you enjoyed it? Let me ask you that. Let's start there. I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. I don't want to waste time talking about all-star weekend. Right. So all all I'm going to say is I personally enjoyed the whole weekend outside the dunk contest, the dunk contest, the numbers, all you need to know is they went seven for 25 in the first round, 28% of their dunks were made. And then Jalen green went one for nine on his first dunk alone. One for 11%. 11%. Like Zach, Zach, I don't care about the stats of the dunk contest. (laughs) It was whack. That's all that matters. Uh, It was whack. Um, Did you think cat had a chance? Tell me that. At what? Before before he went off. Did you think he had a chance to win it? 
Yeah, I think everyone in that com- in that competition had a chance to win it. There was no Vegas people sure as fuck. Trey is the favorite, but all those guys can shoot, and, and many of them can shoot three point contest style. So yeah, I mean, I thought anyone could win it, but so but that's all I got for All Star Weekend. I'm only, another second on it. The last question I'll ask you is the Elam ending. Okay, do you like that Elam ending? So they did it in the Rising Stars, and it made it a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's of fine. Fun. It's fine. I like it. It's more of like pickup style, but it's hard to do that over four quarters. That's that's kind of weird, but I like it. It's fine. It's a it's a it's a you know. So you wish they didn't do it the first three? No, I just I'm just saying seeing that having that culminate a four quarter game is an interesting way to do it. Is all I'm saying. Right. So you have no interest in like entertaining that for an NBA game or a G League game or. I mean, probably not. I think we're, I think we're starting to get like we're trying. We are overthinking the ideas to to keep things interesting. You I know, think, pe- yeah. people are saying abolish the draft, and it's just like I like the I like the game. I don't want to fuck with the game. You know, I just think that they need to do some different things in terms of facilitating where talent goes and how to make the league a little more competitive, and then also the substance in terms of <clears throat> uh, refereeing. You know, and like what what kind of fouls are called in police like that's those are my concerns with the game i don't think the game needs full-on revamp they need to figure out how to make the regular season interesting um and there are different discussions you could have in terms of finding a solution for that but you know i don't need i don't necessarily need an elam ending to you know like yeah just no, what- fundam- fundamentally changing what the game is and then comparing that to the people that came before it is it's just i don't know i don't, I don't like that but Moving on. The, la- the last thing I'll say is dunk contest. The only way it gets better is getting better contestants. That's it. Just some quality control, dude. Like send someone around to watch them do their dunks and like have them submit what their dunk's going to be. So you can, there you verify. go. That's an idea. There's an idea. So you can verify like, okay, I saw him do the dunk. He should be able to do the dunk. Like, you know, Jalen green doing that, having Josh Christopher throw that shit off the side of the backboard catch and do the. It's like, that's hot to go. Right. That's so, so high risk. It's, it's like, why would you even, and he didn't read the room, dude. The first dunk before him, the <laughs> highest score was 44. Just get up there and do the second dunk you did. You'll get a 45 and move, keep it moving. But anyways, um, so LeBron, I always tell you, I want to keep these beginnings to 10. We just wasted 10 minutes on bullshit about the All-Star game. So LeBron um, is talking about, he's putting some signals out there that he might not be sticking around as a Laker. What do you think about that? Freaking NBA Twitter. That, that's what stole All-Star Weekend. That's what stole All-Star Weekend right there is LeBron. And then maybe All-Star Weekend needed that spice. Um, thank LeBron for that, maybe. I mean, it had people what, stay. What do you think about it? What do I think about it? I just don't care, really. I think at the end of the day, he's going to play out his contract. I think he wants to be in L.A. Like, he, I think he's all he's doing is pressuring LA in any way possible to be aggressive and make moves. Like I believe the report that he really wanted John Wall. He's just fed up with Westbrook. I believe that. But then again, I mean, that could also be just a smoke screen for him covering up the, all the losses, you know, um, it, it could just be that in my opinion, it, like LeBron likes making excuses. He likes direct. he, He's a politician on a basketball court, man. He likes directing the pressure anywhere else outside of him. That's that's how I look at it. I think I think 
if he yeah no i think he could pack it up and leave at any given oh, moment for sure but do you think it's it's this year do you think he plays out as one last year for sure well he's got i think two more years no he signed a two, he signed a two-year extension you could be right um i thought the one was a player option look it up i don't know i got it right here i mean what were your initial thoughts i mean yeah i mean it's not surprising when things don't go his way he switches it up you know it's what he's always done um so it's and, one more year and the lakers have what do you mean one more year it's one more year he's under contract 22 23 and then and then there's what? no option it's just next year so he's expiring he's ex- he's on an expiring man it's it's so much pressure and cuz russ is for sure going to opt in so they're stuck with his number there's no way Russ doesn't opt in. My thing is, if they don't make the playoffs this year, and there's a chance they don't, um, you got to look to because really you have no assets. Yeah, you get another pick coming up like five years down the road, but no. Well, that's players- the reason he might leave. They have no assets. They're stuck. Now, they can at some point in July, their 2029 pick becomes trade eligible. Right. And so they can package a 27 and 29 first round picks, maybe for something significant. But that is their best. It's that plus, you know, the, the packages they were basically conjuring up this season, right? THT and, you know, I don't know, Kendrick Nunn, you know, whoever it is. So <clears throat> it'd be interesting. Like, imagine if they traded LeBron. It'd be the most insane thing ever. He would have to obviously demand a trade, but that would be the ballsiest, biggest, big D energy you'd ever see if Plinka didn't even didn't even care. And he just, cause I mean, I don't think there's a no trade clause. I don't see anything like that. You'd, you would think LeBron would have a no trade clause, but maybe they wouldn't even think about working that in there because it's LeBron. But just think if he didn't have a no trade clause and Plink this summer says, we're not get, going anywhere. AD you're gone. LeBron you're gone. Let's go rebuild from the beginning. <laughs> Possible. It's possible. So we'll see. Um, and then, yeah. you know, so that's LeBron. And, and then on the other end of that spectrum is Zion, uh, who is heavily speculated to be trying to get out of New Orleans. Such I'll a just, child. I'll just say it's, it's immature and, and lame to me. I mean, his injuries aside, like I'm not, I have no intel or knowledge on any of that. And I'm not even talking about him being injured. I'm just, I, I will say he hasn't done, or it doesn't look like he's done a good job of trying to take care of his body. Uh, so that's, that's one thing he's a kid. So, you know, it's kind of hard to know that, but he's got to have the right people around him to help him understand that. Um, and then just like totally going, going, you know, a wall from the team, the way he has is weird to me. And then the whole thing with CJ McCollum, I mean, the Pelicans right now, uh, are, you know, what like fighting? Well, they're, they're tied for 11th in the West, right? They just traded for CJ McCollum. They are, you know, two losses out of being in a play-in. They played most of this season with Brandon Ingram, some of it without Ingram and Zion, just have like random lineups. And they're not, I mean, obviously they're 13 games under 500, but now with CJ, if Zion comes back, you got uh, Alan Chunas, you got Brandon Ingram, like you got uh, Devontae Graham, who now could be shifted to like a fifth option and, you know, maybe produce a little bit better in, in, the, in, a, in a more limited role. It would just be sad to see Zion bail on the city of New Orleans and not even give this a proper push and shot because they've got some decent talent. Are they a championship contender? No. 
could they be better than or as good as like the Timberwolves? I think so. You know, I think I think this could be a, an above 500 type team if they were able to figure it out, depending on how good Zion is upon coming back. So I just think the whole thing's lame, dude. Like, give the city a shot. NBA has got to figure out what to do with small markets and their stars because watching them get pried away <clears throat> and watching the media kind of promulgate it all is just it's not fun experience, at least for me. So we can go into this forever. We're not going to. But all I'm going to say is I'm I'm in the minority on the player empowerment and being frustrated with it because I really haven't been that frustrated. I don't like there's a I'm okay with a lot of the players leaving that have left outside of honestly, if this happens, this is the one that would throw me over the edge. This is the one that would really irk me. Um, and there there's been numerous, I mean, there's star after star. It happens every year. Um, Anthony Davis was a little frustrating because of LeBron orchestrating that entire thing. That was the one that sticks out to me more than anything, but everything else was, I mean, decent reasons and the teams made out all, all right, where this dude's effed up. Like he's really injured. He's such a wild card. It's like, this franchise would be in absolute poverty because I don't think they'd get a ton back for him right now with the way his body and just, I mean, unless the Knicks win all in, that's the only real team that could give a bunch of assets up. And man, that he was, he was the reward for Anthony Davis leaving. So it would be a catastrophe and that's all I'm going to say. And yeah, it, it'd be really sad. So I hope he figures it out, gives him at least a year steps on that court. Oh, Ben Simmons, obviously, was the one that really pissed me off. So this would be number two. Um, That would just throw me overboard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, uh, we're going to move on and do, we're just going to run a list down, man. Top 10. We're going to rank basically from 10 to one teams that we think, um, as of right now, moving into the final stretch of the season are title contenders. Um, so with that being said, Zach, would you like to take us away? So number 10, this is the absolute hardest one for me. And really the only one I had troubles with was number 10. Um, I think it could go many, many, many different ways. And number 10, I think the Denver Nuggets have the 10th best odds to win the championship. And my reason is Jokic, you could say he's the MVP. He's definitely one of three candidates right now. But um, I think Jamal Murray will be... 80 to 90 percent fully ramped up he'll be coming around back around march 23rd ish right around there and i think he's looking pretty good from the videos i've seen it's just really underground under radar that he's progressing so yeah um i will get to denver when i get to denver but my Mm. 10 was was cleveland wow Uh, the cleveland cavaliers so they just play incredible defense, man. And, and I think that their defense is going to be good enough to continue to carry them through the regular season with a, with favorable seating. And I think it's going to be good enough to win them a playoff series and get them into the second round. 
Um, you know, they're, they're just going to wall you up defensively. And then I think Darius Garland will, you know, shine and, and kind of have one of those moments where we're, we're looking at a young star in the playoffs, having his moment thinking, holy shit, okay, this guy's arrived, you know, um, kind of like with Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell in the bubble. And so, yeah, yeah. I think that cat's cool. I think he's really calm, cool and collected. I think he can perform in the big moments. He wasn't afraid yep. all-star weekend doesn't mean much, but he was throwing up some bombs and some of the guys were scared. What percentage would you give him to win a series right now? Depends entirely on who the series is against, Zach. <laughs> you know, but they, I mean, just coin off, off bat, just coin flip. Their defense okay. is good enough, you know? And like, it's going to be, I'm, I'm basically giving credit to Darius Garland as having the cojones necessary to be that guy because they're going to need him to be that guy in order to be, you know, in this mix of teams. Um, and they're also going to need Karis LeVert to be the Karis LeVert that they gave up, you know, a couple picks for. Um, so far, he's been okay for Cleveland, but he's still just being inefficient. And, you know, in the good games, he looks good. In the bad games, he looks bad. So same old Karis. Um, but yeah, that's what I got with Cleveland. So Cleveland at 10. Um, number nine, Zach. Yeah, so number nine, Chicago Bulls. DeMar DeRozan right now is breaking Wilt's record um, for most 35-plus games in a row. He's averaging 39-6-6 on 61% over his last seven games. The dude is in my top five for the MVP, and I think this is going to carry into the playoffs. Um, it's just I don't believe in their defense. That's why they're coming in at number nine. Uh, I think they really will need Patrick Williams, I think they'll need Vucevic to get even better on defense, which I don't see. Um, so I just think they're in trouble unless they pick up some buyout guy. I just don't know who that would be. Um, yeah, defense is going to be lacking, especially when you run into Kevin Durant, you run into James Harden, um, Joel Embiid, <laughs> so many different guys. Yeah, so um, I will also get to Chicago when I get to Chicago. Mm. Uh, nine, I've got Memphis. So Love maybe, it. yeah. So maybe I got Memphis too low, but I think I think Memphis is kind of in there with Cleveland. They're playing very solid team basketball. Um, you know, proving it on on a number of levels. Uh, top ten defense. You know, Cavaliers have a top five defense, but the Grizzlies have a top ten defense, and obviously they got Josh freaking Morant. So you know, they've got a go to guy that can make things happen when they need. Uh, the only reason that I have Memphis at nine is because I still think they're young. And uh, I think that the East is packed with some legit heavyweights that would, that would take them out. Memphis will probably make some noise in the West, depending on, on who they end up drawing in the second round. But um, just in terms of actually winning it all, I say Memphis at nine. Can so, Memphis let- get to number one with Chris Paul being out for the, basically the rest of the regular season? Um, they're, they're nine games. They're basically seven and a half games back right now. No. Can they? Yes. Will they? No. I think Phoenix is going to be good. I think okay. Phoenix that's will be, fair. I just, you know, we'll see, but I think Phoenix will be good. Um, let me do number eight because my number eight was Chicago. Um, basically everything you said, I mean, they've got, you know, dynamic scores across the board. DeRozan's been playing out of his mind. Zach Levine, Vooch. Um, you know, getting contributions from guys like Ayo Dosunmu, uh, alumni of the show. Shout out to Ayo, and you know, they're they're a good team. Uh, but defensively, they have issues. And then also, I just think there are better teams in the East that they will eventually run into and get beat by. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So that's my number eight. Uh, what so about I'll you? Tell you quickly, Caruso is expected back March twelfth. Williams around 
mid-March and then Lonzo Ball mid-March as well. So I think they'll okay, have so plenty that, of time. So that is interesting. Okay, so that maybe that changes things since, but we'll see mm-hmm. how they get integrated back. If they're back at full health, I think defensively they all of a sudden turn into, you know, at the beginning of the season, they were a pretty good defensive team, at least from my memory, um, until they got wrapped by injuries. So had Lonzo Caruso on the perimeter and also just boost <clears throat> bolstering and boosting bench units will, will help. But yeah, Chicago at eight. So who's your eight? My eight was, uh, oh no, it's Miami Heat. It's the Miami Heat. And honestly, the reason why they're not higher because they're the number one seed in the East right now. Um, yeah, they're tied with Chicago, but um, the reason why I don't have them higher is I just don't trust their shooting come playoff time yet. I, I need to see the Max Truces, the Omer Yurts event, uh, even Kyle Lowry. I mean, I think Kyle Lowry will, will be back and be a dog come playoff time, but he's still been streaky. And um, really, it's just Tyler Hero that's proven that he can just be a killer in the playoffs for a while. And that was in the bubble. Come on. Um, so I think shooting is going to be the big issue there. I think their defense, they could easily win this thing this year. I mean, with injuries, I think this is, this team's built for it. If Kyle Ari's 90, 95% of his peak. Yeah. Um, I have Miami, a little up, but I'll, I'll, I'll touch on Miami mm. when I, when I get there. Um, but I don't disagree with you. I think you make some good points. Seven who you got. So it's seven. I think these guys are going to keep climbing. This is this is what I like to say in my my one B team, and that's the Boston Celtics. Um, they're vibing right now. I mean, they're all the way up to the number two defense on the year, still hovering around number fifteen offense. But they're just they're surging, they're climbing. Um, it's just we did a whole pot on this uh, a week and a half ago with Greenberg, and it's. Uh, Ime Udoka just finally figured it out. It's clicking, and he was tinkering. He, he's even admitted to it. He was tinkering with lineups. He was tinkering with the drop versus switch coverage throughout the year. And uh, this defense is peaking. And that's come playoff time. As long as you got big shot makers, if you got guys like Brown and Tatum that have been there and done it, that are just cold blooded killers, you need defense. And this defense is going to last with Robert Williams just continuing to grow. You plug in Derek White there now. Um, so when Marcus Smart is off the court, you got Derek White to take that load. And man, I, I think this team is just going to be as almost as good of a contender as anybody if they keep going at the rate they are. I really believe that. They're my 17. Yeah, I did not have Boston in my top 10, although mm. I. I... I considered putting them in, so I'm interested to see who you left out, though, because that that would be that's going to be interesting. One um, last thing about the Celtics: they're the only team in the league with an above 500 record against winning teams. Yeah, I mean they're playing really well down the stretch. I think they're going to be a, definitely going to be someone that I wouldn't want to face if I was in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs. I just think ultimately there are some more talented teams that are, you know, a notch above them, and so. Um, so I left Boston off, but my number six, or no, no, my number seven, my number seven is the Denver Nuggets. So I think the Denver Nuggets, I mean, they've been, they've been good with injuries, right? If Jamal Murray is really ready to go, added back to the mix. If Michael Porter Jr. is really able to he get ain't back, coming back, I think, that, I think I saw he might be coming back in March. What? I mean, you're not wrong. It says April 5th um, on CBS, but 
I mean, he could push early. I mean, fuck if I didn't think I thought he was done for the year. We'll see if they get my, my ranking them at seven is under the thinking that I, I thought I saw that he was expected to be back, whether he's healthy or not. I don't know. Okay. But Jokic is that good. If, if Jamal Murray is healthy and then if they're able to get Michael Porter jr. I mean, Denver is, is a team to look out for. They've been there. They've done that. Albeit it was in the bubble, but they went to the conference finals. Um, you know, they've, they are battle tested um, and they've got an MVP on their team and a guy who could, you know, arguably could be a back-to-back MVP. Um, so, so Denver's my seven. Um, you know, if they get, if they get their guys healthy down the stretch and they hit that chemistry and rhythm, Nuggets could really make some noise. I'm worried say? about Nuggets shooting. I mean, their best shooter right now that plays big minutes. You got Bryn Forbes, 43%, Monty Morris at 37, and then it just goes down after that. Uh, but yeah, if Murray comes back and he's full form, that erases all that and makes everybody else better around. Yeah, you get Murray and you get Michael Porter Jr. and you got Bryn Forbes all of a sudden, you know. Um, and Jeff Green makes big plays in the playoffs. So I hope so my six. six blows your mind. It's the Brooklyn. Nets at number six right now, and they were my number one all the way up until that trade. Um, they might not make the playoffs. There's a real legit chance they don't make the playoffs, and I'm a, I don't know what type of percentage on it, but I could see it. I mean, Ben Simmons, they're saying weeks yet, weeks, and that just blows my mind. Like, come on, man. Like, Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, it's you I, I got Brooklyn, the whole mental health debate at that point, but I got Brooklyn one spot up. So uh, we'll uh, I'll touch on Brooklyn when I get there, but they could miss the playoffs. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, they, one of the hardest so my schedules six, remaining. Yeah, they do. Um, and we'll see if, you know, the vaccine mandates lifted. My uh, number six is Miami. I got the heat sixth. You know, they they've. They've got a great defense. I think they got the sixth best, sixth best defense in the NBA. Um, when healthy, they are as versatile as it gets. And I think Kyle Lowry gives them the the combination of Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler gives them enough of that late game, you know, star power, n- veteran know how, get it done type of thing uh, to get them through the tough moments in a playoff series. They play phenomenal defense. They got they've added guys like PJ Tucker to the mix. You talked about their shooting, but if Duncan Robinson gets hot. If Tyler Harrow gets hot, Kyle Lowry can whip it. PJ's shooting 40-something percent from the corner, or 40-something percent overall, but obviously he gets his looks from the corner. Miami could go toe-to-toe with anyone, so I got them six. It's crazy, I though, I, I say shooting, because they're the third in the league in percentage right now. They're just snipers in the regular season, but Duncan Robinson's been notable bad in the playoffs at times. He hasn't been, he, Duncan Robinson hasn't been shooting well this season. I think he was shooting like, as of a couple of weeks ago, like 32% from three. Yeah. He's back now. up to 36, but that's still basically league average for a guy that they're right. paying to shoot above 40. So my number five, I'll go right into it. Since you mentioned Brooklyn at six, I have Brooklyn at five. Um, they could miss the playoffs if they get Ben Simmons back in time. And if KD comes back in time, I think they squeak in, they, they, you know, play in the play in, they win their play in scenario. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh shit, we don't want to draw the Brooklyn nets, you know? Like if I'm if I'm two or two seed or one seed in the East, I'm I'm thinking, damn, we did all that to play KD and Ben Simmons and Kyrie. Um, I think at some point the vaccine mandate will be lifted, and if not, there will be a road team in the play in the playoffs in the first round. So they'll That's get huge. you know 
you know, uh, the advantage there relative to the situation they've got. So Brooklyn, dude, I, I think Ben Simmons is going to work well. I think he gives them defensive versatility, point of attack defense, um, a true facilitator that's going to make things easier for Katie and Kyrie, even though they don't really need that. Um, the issue might, might be defense. You know, they're going to be running Kyrie, Patty Mills, maybe Joe Harris next to like, you know, Ben Simmons, KD, maybe LaMarcus Aldridge. They'll have some defensive issues, but if they are good enough, you know, KD, KD and Ben Simmons, th- those are two very, very solid wing defenders. So if they're able to, to piece it together and figure it out, um, they have enough talent to be as good as anyone. So who's your number five? So one quick note on Brooklyn. They just signed Goran Dragic. Do you think he's going to oh, do anything? Right. Um, I think uh, I think he'll help in the in the regular season. I don't know. I've been told he's cooked. I didn't see him earlier this season. I think he played with the Raptors. I, I haven't seen him play, so I don't know. Um, in theory, he should help. You know, so we'll see. Should be rested, nice and rested. Yeah, yeah. had a had a some significant we'll see time. More, we'll see who's more cooked, him or Ben Simmons. Uh, if Ben is eighty, Simmons is not. Simmons is not cooked. I know. I'm just walking around. If if Ben is just 80%, I think it's a match made in heaven. I really do. Um, at the end of the day, it's they're going to need Kyrie's availability way more now with Ben instead of Harden. So um, they need these guys to play earlier than later. Um, you can't, no matter how good you are, I, I'm a firm believer, you can't go into the playoffs as a 7, 6 seed even. Um, you got to try to find a way to get to 5. I don't think they will, just... Um, with history. I mean, I'm a big believer in history. And you look at the Lakers last year, AD and LeBron played and they were terrible as an eight seed. And you just run into a team that's polished and dominating and it's tough. Um, but yeah, my number, what number five? Okay. This is where things get spicy. Everything's super close here. Uh, my number five is the Utah Jazz. Um, I think the West, honestly, like you said it earlier, I think the West is wide, way more wide open than the East, um, or way more easy. I shouldn't say wide open. Um, yeah, because I think there's way more teams that are competing in the East. I think the West, um, if you're healthy and you're playing great, I think your chances should be a lot better. Um, and Donovan Mitchell's rolling. Um, I think he's got a chance to make All-NBA second team. And what Rudy Gobert are we going to get? Is he going to be impactful? Mike Connolly, is he going to do much? I'm really interested to see who's missing from your list. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, I'll just tell you right now. Utah's not on you. I won't. Yeah, Utah's not on my list. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah Utah's not on my list. Because I love uh, it, man. I think, I think losing Joe Ingles matters. I don't think they sufficiently replaced Joe Ingles. Um, and I think they're just the same old Utah, man. They're, they're well-coached, regular season, well-oiled machine, even though they've run into some snags lately. you know. But do they have the talent to beat out any of these other teams? Ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't think so. I think we've seen them get cooked in the playoffs by you know, what is an under 500 now Clippers team. Um, I just don't think... I'm just not a believer in Utah until proven otherwise. That's fair. You know, I mean, Quite frankly. And Gobert can get played off the court. We've seen that. That's important as well. I just don't think they have enough firepower at the end of the day, but we'll see. They um, need something out of Nikhil Alexander Walker. And that's saying something. That, they need that's... a lot out of him. <laughs> so my number four is Philadelphia. Um, okay. I mean, look, they basically lost Andre Drummond and Seth Curry and a first round pick. Cause Ben Simmons wasn't playing losing Seth Curry is huge. 
Seth Curry was a big part of what they were doing, spaced the floor very well. But they obviously get James Harden. He's going to be motivated, ready to play. Um, he doesn't like the ball in other people's hands unless he puts it in their hands. And he's not going to have to worry about that with Embiid because he's going to feed Embiid. He's going to trust Embiid. He respects his talent. He's going to have no problem just deferring it to Embiid and dumping it down to him and, and watching him go to work. And he's going to be James Harden. He's going to play really well. I mean, people, you know, make the jokes that, that they make, but he's going to be motivated and he's going to play very well. And then he's also going to make other guys better, like Tobias Harris. I think he's going to really impact Tobias Harris. Mm. He's going to have Danny Green. He's going to have George Niang. He's going to have Matisse Teibel. Uh, they just signed Willie Cauley Stein. So that replaces your Drummond backup, I think, pretty well. Possibly better than Drummond, depending on oh. the, personnel you're, the personnel you're running with him. I mean, Drummond's a better statistical guy, but like, you know, I think Willie Cauley Stein's more functional and just less. I like a, that. I'm a big Willie Cauley Stein guy, but less that's of a big statement, my man. Like, just brick out there, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, because yeah, I don't want to get into that. But but anyway, so they're doing hey, like good. It. Oh, Maxi, obviously Tyrese Maxi. So I don't know. I, I think they've got a lot of talent, and I think top end top end talent, Harden and Embiid, like that is quite the duo. So that's my number four. Um, yeah, yeah. So number three. This is where you're gonna probably flip a little bit. My number four. I didn't even say. Uh, I got Phoenix four, and I got Philly three. Um, who did you have six and five? So I had Brooklyn at six, Utah five, Phoenix number four. Okay. Yep. So, uh, I just personally believe this Chris Paul's injuries, man, this just scared me. I, I get freaked out by this and it, I, I, I wanted to cry. I didn't cry, but I wanted to, and I weeped, um, that's six to eight weeks and one of the all-time great seasons, one of the probably the greatest season in Phoenix Suns history. No fan base deserves this. Chris Paul in this point in his career absolutely didn't deserve this. I was devastated, but um, I just think Devin Booker, we might see him average 35 uh, for a month here. He's going to go on a DeMar DeRozan type tear. Hopefully we get DeAndre Ayton peaking and uh, really going for that bag because this is going to be his best chance to really go up. Well, Mikel Bridges is shooting like 60, 70% off 19 points per game um, over the last 10. So he's picking up slack. I mean, and they're in depth here. So I don't think they're going to miss a ton, but I do see them falling to second place, um, which could matter for home court. So right now I got Golden State coming out of the West. Um, they're my pick coming out of the West. So that, that, that's why I got Phoenix there is because that injury freaked me out. And um, I just like the guys, the teams above them. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you. And that's a nice segue because my number three is Phoenix, uh, the Chris Paul injury, man. I mean, it's, you know, he's going to come back. Is he going to be, is, is it going to affect their standing? We'll see. Um, even beyond that though, how's it going to affect how they play? But in addition to that, uh, I just don't think that they, they didn't do anything at the trade deadline, at least in my opinion, that would take them over the top. You know, they got a solid role player. They got one of the holiday bros, I think. Um, Aaron Holiday. Maybe one, one other player that I might be forgetting about. He'll pick up but, for Chris Paul's defense. He's a dog. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I just think ultimately, like, they're going to... What got them last year, you know, was, was getting beat out by a Giannis, right? And not having, like, anyone to go toe-to-toe with Giannis. And they also had the bailout, you know, with, with the Clippers in the conference finals playing like a depleted Clippers team. So yes, they're tested, but you know, man, that was pretty easy last year. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. So I've got them number three. Um, and Chris for Paul, all the reasons that I, 
that I stated and for the reasons you did. Chris Paul beat the Lakers with a what was it? His effed up hand again, right? Shoulder, his shoulder. Oh, shoulder, right, right, right. Yeah, which is um, harder. But yeah, yeah, that's even harder. And he played with that. But I think a hand would impact him probably just as much. So yeah, I mean, well, it, but if he heals it, it'll be okay. Um, number two, should I do two? Uh, I'm on three yet. So my number three, I got Philly. Um, I don't think they're going to miss Seth Curry as much. Uh, but yeah, everything you said, I'm on board with. I just think they're going to be, they're, they're too good. They're too cohesive right now. And, um, just listen to George's Niang talk on his Sixers podcast. The dude's salivating right now. He's just, just ravishing in this moment. And he knows how good James Harden makes people and going against them in multiple series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this team's ready. They're so excited to have a body in for a nobody. It's going to be great. Who's your number two? Number two, um, I have Golden State. Golden State. Likewise. Uh, because, um, yeah, I mean, they got obviously they got Steph Curry. Obviously, they, they got Klay Thompson. If Draymond is able to come back and contribute, you know, they've got Kaminga contributing, playing really well. Um, you know, they might still have a chance at Wiseman playing. Who knows? We'll see. But it's the Warriors, man. They're battle tested. They've been there. They've done that. They've got a ton of role players stepping up and playing well. They've still got Steph. Like I said, they still got uh, Clay, Dre. So it's just hard to bet against the Warriors when the chips are down. They're, they're going to be in the mix. Um, and so that's why Golden State is my number two. How about you? Yeah. I mean, they're so deep right now. And Kaminga's being a very impactful rookie, constantly growing. They're so deep. That, that's the biggest thing. And just a cohesive unit. But Clay, I I'm just fine where Clay is right now. I mean, he's shooting 42 from the field, 37 from three, 17 points a game. I think he'll be up to around 40 come playoff time. And he's had some big moments. So I'm not worried about him. And this team's defense is incredible. Um, Draymond will be ready. He'll be gearing to go so yeah i i they're my favorite out of the west and number one we both have milwaukee so that worked out all right um i'm just worried about milwaukee's i mean defense when it comes to kevin durant joel and beat a little bit um they've really regressed defensively this year no brooke lopez um that's it doesn't look like he's gonna play and we don't know what serge Ibaka is so that's it's going to matter. Brooke Lopez has been super valuable for them and their depth. There's a reason why they're losing a bunch of these games. I mean, they're playing hard. Don't get me wrong. They're playing hard. Yes. They're getting a little complacent at times and right. No worries about Milwaukee at all. Or why, why are they just clearly number one for you? Well, obviously missing Brooke Lopez matters. We don't know what Sergi Bach is going to bring to the table, but if he is like the best version of himself, he should help, especially next to those players. Um, they also just picked up Javon Carter from Brooklyn. He'll be a solid, like, you know, and regular Bembry. season kind of piece to to round out that rotation and, and use in spot scenarios when they need uh, a backup. And then, I mean, look, they have, I forgot what it is, but they have like, I think it's like a 23 and nine or 23 something is a, it's a good record when Drew Middleton and Giannis all play together. And Slowly so I think getting that's worse. Main, huh? Slowly getting worse, but yeah, it's still good. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I just, you know, at the end of the day, man, and the way Giannis plays, he draws so much contact and so many fouls that it's just going to be hard to beat them in a playoff series. Once he lowers his shoulder, he's going to go to the line and he's going to, he's going to dominate. So, and they're the champs, they get that deference, right? 
Yep. I mean, they're, they're the healthiest team and they, as long as they got their three studs healthy, they're my pick and run, run your 10 to one down real quick. Yeah. So number 10, Denver nuggets, nine, Chicago bulls, eight, Miami heat, seven, Boston Celtics, six nets, five, Utah, four, Phoenix, three, Philly, two golden state and one Milwaukee. Got it. So you didn't have Cleveland. I didn't have Cleveland and I didn't have Memphis. You didn't have Memphis. Okay. Yeah. So instead you had Utah and Boston. Yes. So I had Cleveland 10, Memphis nine. You had Utah five and Boston seven. Correct. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, those are our two biggest differences. The yeah. Mine big. went Cleveland, Memphis, Chicago, Cleveland, 10, Memphis, nine, Chicago, eight, Denver, seven, Amy, six, Brooklyn, five, Philly, four, Phoenix, three, Golden State, two, Milwaukee, number one. And we can. Uh, I love how we finished there. I just want to know, Lakers. Where would you, where would you have them? I mean, um, I would have. I mean, based on what we are currently, what we have currently seen, it could change. They're nine seed right now. Yeah, I mean, it could always change. Who knows? But just based on what I'm seeing right now, I think I'm, I would put ahead of them. I'd put Boston. I'd put Dallas. Yes. Um, I'd probably put Boston and Dallas. Maybe, maybe Toronto if they stay hot. Wow. I, but I mean, it's LeBron. So if we're talking winning a championship, I think right. LeBron can, has better chances than that. But if we're talking about finishing, like better in the standings, I mean, you know, I'd almost put Toronto ahead of the Lakers, to be honest. I, that's, that's what that I said. I said, maybe, I said, maybe Toronto. Yeah, that's, that's still crazy because it's like Pascal Siakam is their best player right now. And LeBron, if he gets in as the eighth seed, plays Phoenix maybe without a beat up Chris Paul or something. Maybe Anthony Davis is 90% at that point. Yeah, yeah, this is wild, man. Another year recently of LeBron failing out. Uh, real quick, I mean, who's your MVP right now? Oh, man. Um, anyone, but I think, De- I think DeMar DeRozan deserves a lot of love. Uh, let me see. Hold on. I had, I had, him, I had him really high up there. I, I thought he was the favorite at one point. Chicago's now the two seed mm. and Philly's creeping. Let, let me, let me take a look. Cause I got Joel Embiid number one. Oh, I, I was going to say they're, they're two and a half games behind. If they pick up steam and Embiid stays healthy, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's Embiid, right? Love it. it. Fine. You know, so, closing, closing thoughts here. That's it, man. Good to be back. A little rusty, but we'll, we'll get the flow picked back up um, back in LA, you know, just adjusting and we'll figure it out. Very good. Guys, appreciate you tuning in. Gals, we'll be back with guests. We'll be we'll be stirring this shit up going forward. Yep. I Stay mean. with us. Talk to you soon. Peace. Damn sick.